So in order for us to transform people and ultimately their relationship with God, we lead with love and make it safe for people to look at their brokenness, their sinfulness without shame. Then I think there is greater opportunities for deeper healing and repentance. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about shame. Brene Brown defines shame like this, quote, the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection, end quote. Shame. It tells you that you are defective, unacceptable, damaged and beyond repair. Because shame tells you not only did you do something wrong, but there is something wrong with who you are. But God took our shame. Let me read you something I wrote in my book, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing, a collection of short thoughts to start your day. This one's called The Young Champion. There is a verse in the Bible that says, quote, Jesus, the champion, who because of the joy awaiting him, endured the cross. It comes from Hebrews 12. The Bible says life is like running a race, but only one person has ever run that race perfectly. Jesus came to earth as a man and ran the race of life. Even though his heart broke, he never stopped. He kept on running even when it led to the cross. Why? He was running for a prize, for the joy set before him. What prize? I mean, Jesus was God. He already had everything. What could he possibly need? What joy did he not already have in heaven that he had to come to earth to get, that he could only get by dying on the cross? You, you are Jesus's prize. You are his joy. You are what he came to win. Our guest today is theologian and therapist, Dr. Judy Char. Judy has made it her life's mission to lead with love. She knows God's love can transform lives and remove the sting of shame. She's seen it over and over again in her own life and the lives of her clients. Judy shares with us that when we're able to be present with others in their pain and with ourselves in our own pain, without judgment, the shackles of shame fall away and we begin to open up to God's love for us and all the good he has for us. I know you'll be as encouraged by Judy's joyful message of hope as I was. So without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, Judy Char. came to the United States when I was eight years old 
And it was at a time when ESL programs were not readily available in schools, you know, particularly in the less affluent communities. So not being able to learn and speak the language, naturally, I made lots of observations. You know, watching people became an enjoyable activity. And that sparked my curiosity. You know, I just found people to be fascinating. What they did, how they talked, their gestures, the body language. And I wondered, what is going on inside of people? And why do they do what they do? And of course, the same curiosity led me to wonder about myself as well. And yes, my faith was a big part of where I am today. I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, so I had an awareness of Jesus all throughout my upbringing. But I didn't know that my faith is actually a relationship with a living God until my sophomore year in college while majoring in psychology. Everything I was learning was interesting. You know, we have the capacity to think, to reflect, to imagine, feel a range of emotions, have agency to make choices. We can relate to ourselves, others, and our environment. I mean, it was all great. But it also felt incomplete because psychology at the time wasn't really acknowledging the spiritual aspect in people and the place of God in our lives. And because faith, my relationship with Jesus, became such a vital part of my life, my curiosity shifted then to how does God, his love, his truth fit in making sense of people? My relationship with God has definitely changed how I see people. You know, they're not just objects of my curiosity. <laughs> people are his most prized possession, his lost treasure he came to reclaim. So people are precious, highly regarded across all races, gender, socioeconomic status. See, we were created to derive our identity in relationship with God. But when sin entered the world, it separated us from God. And that is humanity's first traumatic experience. And as a result, we, all of us, have internalized shame, the sense that something is wrong with us, even though we might not be aware of it all the time. But to complicate matters, sin didn't just affect the human heart. It affected everything in creation. So we live in a broken world with broken people, and we experience events, you know, wounds that personalizes and reinforces this internalized shame. And that is painful. And as far as I know, people don't like to feel pain. And that leads us to do things that are less than helpful. So we will explode in anger to our loved ones or eat too much or drink too much or engage in other addictive behavior. We try to offer people a real, tangible experience of God's love in therapy. Because you see, when we model Christ's love by being attentive, by being present, without judgment, over and over again, this becomes a corrective experience for our clients. And it shifts the way that they see themselves. 
uh, that they are valued, accepted, and loved, and they see us as loving, kind, and accepting people. And why is that important? Well, because we know now, based on how our brains work, how we experience other people is highly correlated to how we experience God. So, in order to change the way that they relate to God, people need these relational experiences that are different from their history that reflect and represent who God is. So in order for us to transform people and ultimately their relationship with God, we lead with love and make it safe for people to look at their brokenness, their sinfulness without shame. Then I think there is greater opportunities for deeper healing and repentance. It's not just repenting that I yelled at my spouse, for example, but they can go deeper and say, I got angry because I felt disrespected. And that reinforced the message that I'm not good enough. And at that level, gospel can speak directly to I'm not good enough in a powerful way, because that is the root of the problem. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 3 is a guiding principle for my work. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And it goes on to say, you know, I could have the gift of prophecy, fathom all mysteries, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing. I gain nothing. So I hear this passage as, you know, you can know a lot about people, Judy, and you can get your PhD and you can get trained in all kinds of new and innovative research-tested approaches to counseling. But if you don't have love, it is useless, totally ineffective. So this just helps me simplify. <laughs> it, it relieves the pressure and simplifies my work in, in helping people find God daily. So my goal is give them an experience of His love when they are with me. This is a passage from Jesus' storybook Bible that I love. God loves with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Heaven is breaking through. He is sending us a light from heaven to shine on us like the sun to shine on those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The love of God is so central to what I do. I hope I was able to convey that because His love for us, He came to us in Christ to be our light, to deliver us from darkness to the way of peace. Now, when we really know how much He loves us. That affirms who we are. We are accepted, we're loved. And what it does is it resolves that internalized shame, right? And when the reality of this love for us can be constant, kind of unshakable within us, that can keep us steady in times of hardship. 
even when life hurts. Doesn't mean that we will be free from pain and suffering. No, we will feel pain and we will suffer, but internally we can find rest because we know that He is with us and He loves us and we can reach a place of peace. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloyd-jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.